everybody, welcome back to the podcast. It's Luke from Foot Tech. Answering a question today, what is the difference between an academy player and everybody else? Something that we get asked quite a lot, particularly when people are pushing us to try and uh, arrange trials or one thing or another, and we just need to have some upfront and honest conversations with uh, with some people. But it's quite an interesting topic. I think sometimes the academy system can be seen as a bit of a mythical place. Certainly when I was a child, it was like you might have known one person that was in an academy. These days that's changed as social media has taken over. Um, academies now have multiple teams and things like that. It's You seem to... You see, every second person seems to have a child that's in some sort of academy at the moment. But um, we just thought that this might be a good one based on our experience, just to explain the differences, what we see um, in, in academy children and and how that's important for you guys as, as parents, maybe looking to, to help your child, maybe looking to give them opportunities or set expectations perhaps as well. Um, we've We've been fortunate really over the last last few years that we've we've watched a lot of academy children whether that be in matches or training um, we, we've worked one-to-one with players that are you know really high up in academies you if, if you've followed us for a little while you'll you'll know that uh, we've recently had Max who uh, who was a one-to-one uh, member of mine who had recently been bought by Wolves he, he moved from Bradford City down to Wolves and fantastic player um, we've we've watched Jude Bellingham when he was a child. That's a bit of a claim to fame for us. We watched him when he was twelve years old in in Birmingham City's academy. We've watched Chef, Un- uh, Chef Wednesday, should I say, Leeds, Man United, Man City, uh, Benfica. We we had the, we were fortunate enough to go watch uh, some of their under tens and under fourteens train a few years ago. And um, we've had players within foot tech that have gone on to to bigger and better things and are now fully fledged academy players. So. We we've sort of been there, done it, and we've seen it, and we've seen what it what it might take. Um, so hopefully today is just a bit of a, a bit of an interesting one for parents uh, listening or watching. First thing that we notice is is a mindset. It's a it's a mind, mind a very different mindset. Um, they I'll, I'll give you an example. We we took some children up recently to um, to play Leeds. and we played their under sevens and under eights. And one of the differences that we see is that. The, the the academy players and certainly the better academy players, they would be asking for everything. They'd be asking. They've just got this such a will to win, regardless of whether it's a training session or what have you. They've got this real drive and determination. Uh, one of the boys had a shot, and uh, our keeper got his fingertips to it. The referee, it was, it was us refing it really. The uh, we just said, "Oh, goal kick, carry on." And the boy was like, "No, no, no." It, he touched it. He touched it. I want. It's a corner. It's a corner. And it was like such an innocuous thing. I think they were winning, you know, by a good few, a good few goals by then. But still, this boy was was demanding the corner. They were demanding the corner kick. They just got this desire. We we watched the same team train in December, um, and it was just a training session. But still, the certainly the better players in that in that team were were asking for everything, demanding everything. They wanted the ball all the time. Just this real will, this real will to win, which I don't know if that can be coached. I think it does develop over time. I think some players do or can develop it over time as they get a little bit older. But 
terms of the younger players, I think there's just something in them, something something different um, that, that just gives them this, this different mindset. That the next point it sort of follows on from that. We we once went to uh, to look around Man City's training ground. We got invited over and we met their head of recruitment. And one of the things that he said, which stuck with me personally, was "Mummy's boys don't make it." And you know, some some might say not a, a massively PC thing to say, but I, I got his point. Um, he was saying that the one of the things that they watch out for when trialing new players are things like. How do they react to being tackled hard? How do they react to being fouled? How do they react to losing? Are they spitting the dummy out, crying? Even to the point where they're watching them as they're coming in the building and, and coming to the session. Are they, you know, I, I guess standing next to mum and dad and, and sort of being really shy and refusing to come in at, at the start. They, they watch for all these things, which then they believe maybe makes up the whole. The, the point that he was making around... Um, children that get tackled hard and react you know that 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 rang true because you do see that with some players that you'd consider decent players as soon as they don't have it all their own way they 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 get really upset and then that just completely ruins their performance and that's what he was saying that these kids the kids with the right mindset they could be getting beat 10-0 but they'd just be carrying on just that that desire that drive they just keep going keep going if they get tackled hard they get back up and they carry on playing and that was definitely something that we've we saw recently but certainly as when we reflected on on the play when we went up to play Leeds in um, earlier in, in February and when we reflected on that and then discussed some of the things that we'd seen over the years that 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 is something that we just see time and time again these kids just have a different drive a different desire um that you know we'd we'd argue for and against can you can you coach that i think that's a it's a difficult one to answer that one um one thing that we noticed from a lot of certainly the younger players that we watched at, at Leeds were was ball striking the, the their ability to hit a ball from distance some of the goals that were scored that night were were, were unbelievable you know, top top corners from from I I think I'd have been happy to hit the uh, hit the back of the net from where they were hitting it from and it was just they all just seemed to have a real ability to strike the ball Again, some would argue that that, that that's someone's born with that. We'll come on to that set in a second, but I do believe things like ball striking can be developed. And my my argument would be with some of these kids that they're probably, yeah, they're training two or three times a week anyway. But I'd I'd wouldn't mind betting that they're out just kicking a ball against the wall when they're not playing at a, a training session or a match because they've just got this innate desire. Um, and and definitely the ball striking thing was something that we all. We all recognise that it was very, very different to your standard grassroots player. Um, decision making, one that we are massive on. Anybody that's followed us for a, for a certain amount of time, anybody that comes to our sessions knows that decision making is a big, big deal for us. For us, and these kids just make better decisions on and off the ball. They they don't rush. They don't all rush together for the ball. They will happily hold back a little bit to to free up some space to, to receive the ball. When they're on the ball, they are fantastic when it comes to do we pass, dribble or shoot. Decision-making is massive in football and I think the children that have better decision-making stand out a mile. Combine that with an ability on the ball and you've got you know the making of, a, of an academy player and, and that's exactly what we saw and what we have seen in the past is these kids just, just seem to have a bit of a, 
a sense of what to do and when to do it more so than your, your typical grassroots player. Um, we we were really really impressed with their ability on the ball. Obviously, not just from the ball striking side of things, but their their movement. So their movement with the ball is very different. They are they are very very good when it comes to perhaps showing one way, going another, dropping shoulders, feints, these sorts of things. Um, they were doing lots of, of nice turns, lots of lots of, of touches into space, but throwing the body one way, going another, things that, again, can be coached, but they just seem to have this natural ability to do it. They just look so fluid when it came to, when it came to these things, but they, um, their ability to find space when in, in a crowded area, just from a little turn or a little drag back, a little push into a, a, a little a little faint one way and a push into another direction, their ability to do that under pressure was fantastic and not something that you always see. Um, that that is something that really really stood out to us and, and it was a joy to watch at times in terms of their ability just to create something from nothing. And again, that came to their. The decision making that they, they they played with their head up more. Um, they didn't just have their head focused on the ball. They were they, they'd have the ball at the feet, but they'd just have quick looks here and there to see where the gaps were, and they were just able to exploit that. And it was it was really really good to see their their movement as a whole. Just not not so much obviously with the ball, but but also off the ball. There they weren't necessarily um, all massively faster, you know, sprint times and things like that. But they, they were, they just seemed quicker in their overall movement and they did move a lot more fluidly. Um, and we think that's that's huge. And that's something that we've spoke a lot about, the movement potential of children because society has changed so much and children are sat a lot more. I think the kids that stand out in any sport are the kids that, that move the best a lot of the time they um and that's not just football but the the best children that we've coached and we've seen also seem to be the best movers uh, and this would be kids that are just maybe outside playing a lot playing football a lot but i think it's the kids that are just outside a lot you know whether that be on their bikes in the woods whatever anything that we can do we're going to talk next time about tipping the odds in your child's favor when it comes to movement but in terms of these these academy players, they they were fantastic movers generally from an athletic point of view, um, and when when we talk to parents, and we've had all the conversations you could think of, um, you know, people talking to us about how their child's the next this or that. It is sometimes tough to have these conversations because you don't want to dash dreams, and there will always be exceptions to the rule. There'll be the Jamie Vardys of the world that don't get. Um, you know, don't get an opportunity till later in life. Although we would argue Jamie Vardy was in an academy as a youngster, so we're talking to some parents whose child's not even near a, a development centre, let alone a let alone an academy, and then they're sort of telling us that, you know, they've they've got this and that. It's one thing to to maybe think about is it if if your child is the one, if your child should be in these things, then. Our viewpoint is that someone who knows absolutely nothing about football would spot that child a mile off if they were to watch a football match on a Saturday or Sunday morning. Um, they would be able to tell immediately that that child is different to everybody else, different level of ability to everybody else without knowing anything, without being a coach, without being a football parent or whatever. That, 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 well, that would be how we 
would describe being able to tell if that child is is you know different is is an academy level player and even then they might not be um we we believe players can be developed that's why we do what we do but we also believe that some are born with different things which looking at some of these players that we've that we've seen over the last few years we do think there are things that are innate uh, essentially which is it's it's hard for us to say as coaches because when certainly when we first started we we thought you know there must be some sort of blueprint somewhere that we can develop where we can take a player from four or five years old up to late primary school and turn them into this and that and the next Messi the next Ronaldo but I think the more we've done this the more we've spoke to people and the more research and the more we've just seen kids generally we we have started to see that some children are just born they're born with something. Um, that gives them an advantage but the good news for parents who are you know looking to hopefully give their child more opportunities and want to progress their child and obviously bearing in mind hopefully their child wants to do the same thing there are things that you can do to tip the odds in their favour and that's going to be something that we speak about on the next podcast with some hints and tips around that again based on experience based on research that We'll hopefully just give you a bit of um, a bit of an in- a few interesting things to think about, a few simple things to think about that you've um, you know, you've maybe not thought about in the past that could help your child improve, and it won't be just you know the standard stuff. So short one today, but hopefully that just answers a few questions. As I say, we do get asked this question quite a lot: what is the difference? What do we think is the difference between uh, your academy kids and your and your grassroots kids? The other thing to bear in mind is that we've seen a lot of these children. And even in the academy system, let's say you've got a squad of 16, 15 of them might be there because there's one child that that club believes is the outlier, is is the player that's going to make it come what may. The other 15 just need to be there because that child needs somebody to play against. So it's that's an interesting thing to think about, um, that even these kids that we thought were unbelievable, they they might only be there because somebody else has got that chance of making it. But this, we've started to, to see that there are what we call the outliers, the kids that will make it come what may, subject to uh, injury, subject to uh, family, you know, support networks and things like that. Um, they they are the ones. They are your Marcus Rashfords, your your Harry Kane's, your Jude Bellingham's, what have you. Um, but there are a layer of children underneath that, a group of children underneath that, that are very, very, very good footballers uh, who also have a chance and there's maybe things that they they can do, maybe things that uh, will help them longer term tip the odds in their favour uh, and that's some of the things that we will discuss on the uh, on the next podcast. So... Hope you've enjoyed listening. As we always say, whether it's about this, anything else, if you need any advice regarding the football for uh, the ups and downs of the, the football journey of your child, you know where we are. Thank you for listening and we'll speak to you again soon.